Welcome to the Product Agility Podcast, the missing link between Agile and product. The purpose of this podcast is to share practical tips, strategies, and stories from world-class thought leaders and practitioners. Why, I hear you ask? Well, I want to increase your knowledge and your motivation to experiment so that together we can create ever more successful products. My name is Ben Maynard, and I'm your host. What has driven me for the last decade to bridge the gap between agility and product is a deep-rooted belief that people and products evolving together can achieve mutual excellence. Now, this is one of a number of a few special episodes because I was fortunate enough to find myself at Lean Agile London 2023. Surrounded by some brilliant speakers, I had my mic, I had my phone, I had a lot of coffee, and so I plucked up the courage to approach some of these awesome people and ask them to give us their talk in 10. I'm here with Stuart Young, product trainer. Product trainer <laughs> and visual storyteller. How you just told me that and it went clearly from my mind. Now, I met Stuart many years ago. Uh, I don't know how many years, a long, long time ago. And it's nice to be back in person talking to you. So thank you very much for making some time to talk to me today. Uh, it's absolutely great to see you. We, we, yeah, it must have been about five or six years pre, pre-lockdown. But yeah, it's lovely to be back in person. What a treat. What a treat. And you are a visual storyteller. I always love the visuals that you've done at so many of the conferences I've been at over the years. And today you're not doing that. Today you actually have a talk at Lean Agile London. That's it. I think my two passions, if you ever see, I'm, I'm rather noisy on social media, but my two passions are kind of have joined now, which is visual storytelling and product. And, and then my talk's very much about how we can use stories and, and visual stories uh, to, to tell compelling uh, stories and, and to inspire, enthuse and engage. And it's really about sort of how you can support people in enabling um, uh, product success through story generation. Intriguing. So is this anything to do with some of the kind of, I was going to say cheesy and contrived, but some of the things that people expect when it comes to product, like vision and roadmap, or is this something else? I, it's it's a good question. So it's it actually the the I'll be introducing a canvas. Everyone likes a canvas or a framework. Special, there you go. Um, and I'm framework non-biased. But this one is I'll be introducing the product disposition canvas, and it has a sort of a um, a vertical and a horizontal sort of um, flow to it. And so there is a, a distinction of like where do you sit between strategy and tactics? And and you know it's not that you can always see the the big picture, but it also is around your disposition regarding your makeup what makes you you between visionary and implementer so it's sort of more of a discussion as well about what's your blind spot what's your disposition and who do you need to complement you enable to to enable you to provide product success so this disposition canvas this is for uh the product leader who is trying to understand more about where they are and then there's the product uh, the storytelling which is in addition to that that's that's a, another wonderful question because I kind of like to think about that product person, be it product manager, product owner, as a storyteller, a producer. He's a lovely. I heard um, Henrik Nyberg uh, discussing this the other day, uh, talking to him uh, regarding an agile nugget we were creating, and and he was talking about this this element of being a producer. So for me, yeah, it's about it's about bringing people on a journey and. Uh, when it comes to a prod being a product person, uh, you have to wake people up out of their complacency. It's not that you're always telling a good story, um, or it, it could be that you're thinking about the art of the possible. So whether you're a business analyst or, a, or or whatever you may be, if you're a product person, there are so many different stories that you need to tell and to generate to change people's beliefs and to, ch- to kind of turn a- um, ideas into action. Lovely. I mean, that's the clincher, isn't it? I think any successful product 
in some ways, uh, people are choosing to modify their behavior to engage with it. And I think it's easy. I think when I looked at your product disposition canvas, opposite of visionary, you've got implementer. And something that uh, me and a gentleman called John Coleman always joke about is that visions are for visionaries. Yeah. And sometimes you give a vision template or say, let's create a vision for your product. And people just can't do it because they haven't got that mindset. They're much more about implementation. And I wonder then, yeah, with this storytelling, I think you have to be a bit of a visionary to kind of take people on that journey to say, look, here is something that's going to change your behavior in a in a way you will enjoy, in a way that you're willing to then go and buy the product. Now, when we talk about like buying the product, is this for any specific type of product or is this can this be applied to anything? No, I think it's, it's about, again, it's that orientation. It's like an, an orientation tool as much as anything else. And I think it helps you as an individual think about where, you, where you're positioned, what's your location regarding whatever product or project or service you, you may be uh, working on. Great definition in the Scrum Guide, of course, of what a, a product is. Um, and, and how are you driving value for your customers? But also, how, what's, you know, where, where, what's your location? What's your great talk just then? Um, the opening talk just here was about sort of understanding, you know, what, what, what sort of, what's true and what's your, what's your worth and how you can maximize that. So this could even enable you to think about who can coach and support you as an individual to, to be better as a product person, as well as understanding how you can orientate yourself to have the right discussions to, to generate better ideas. Um, and so it, it really, it could be that you're working, you know, very much at the visionary perspective, but you want to get things out of the door and you, you know, you want to create those minimum viable experiments. So you're kind of more of a strategic implementer, but we're we're always in a position where we need to tell a story. And I think it's it's thinking of all this all the tools and techniques that we use with or within or without outside of the agile space and how all of these tools, be it story mapping, be it user stories, uh, be it whatever you may use, whatever practice, the Marmite effect, if you love or hate them, they all enable you to, to tell a story. Mm. And I think they're also fantastic opportunities as uh, coaching tools, reflection points. I mean, looking at that canvas, I'm, I can see that any like you know, agile coach, product agility coach, whatever they may be, can look at that canvas and work with an individual to say, like, where do you think you are? Have you? Is this out in the wild? Like, are people currently using this, or is this your kind of great unleashing? This, this is, a, I'll be honest, this is a bit of an un, unleashing, but I have unraveled it to a few people. Um, and, uh, and I like you sort of, uh, where, where you're going with, you know, who it's for and, and, and all those sorts of things. So interview different people from, um, from, um, sort of more of a UX perspective, um, product managers and, um, and, um, um, product, um, product coaches. And also, um, Gabriel Benefield, who will be talking, um, at the, uh, at the event here as well around, um, Mobius. Uh, the Mobius loop and sort of what tools and techniques she uses in regards to um, real options and and thinking about things like that. So it's been really interesting and sort of plotting. If you, I mean, this is a, a podcast, so visually, as a visual person, <laughs> um, it's a quadrant. But but I don't want people to see this as a linear thing. Yeah. And when you think about um, in the great work, words of Roman Pichler, uh, you know, you should consider product strategy and everything else is as um as bi-directional and cyclical but you know there's there's different there's different areas and where you may gravitate to so what's been quite interesting is i've kind of created a heat map and it will be on the slides today where i've interviewed different people and the tools they're using and sort of created larger sort of uh sort of circles uh to sort of um visualize the the amount of significance that tool or story generator has on them lovely I'm, I'm looking at it and do you know what I'm seeing and what I'm thinking Tell me what you're saying. is that 
you've got a product, it's in a certain stage and of its life cycle. And so if everyone kind of listening, we are recording this outside of the conference <laughs> and we don't know what's, who's going to come it, or go or what you can hear in the background. So apologies. I mean, it's, a, it's a, not the greatest not of views, of, to, be, to be fair. I picked the wrong entry, exit for this one. <laughs> but you've got a product that's at a certain point in its lifetime. I'm guessing that actually depending upon the point in the product life cycle yes. depends upon exactly where you are going to be placed or wanting to place yourself and maybe the, the broader skill sets of your team exactly. on that map. And then this is going to then evolve over time. So if this isn't something that's a one and done, it's static. I'm just that kind of person and this product's always going to stay the same. This is a tool which can continue to add exactly. value. Exactly. Thinking about discovery and validation and things like that. Um, I was I, As a CST, I was sort of running this and introducing this as part of CSPO trainings. And uh, some people that are working on products were sort of explaining how they would use this as a way of sort of understanding where they are within that product life cycle. So if you're at that sort of very much a release phase and you're kind of going through that, you're, you won't want to be getting scope creep. Um, of course, scope doesn't creep, understanding grows, but there'd be less experimentation. You look at the buzzwords I'm throwing into this. Yeah, it's brilliant. Everyone's going to love it, Stu. I mean, I'm going to have to, I'm just going to lie down after this. But um, yeah, you, you wouldn't, there'd be less, there'd be more opportunities and uh, focusing on um, being very outcome-based and getting it out the door and seeing what's doing and learning uh, from, from that perspective. So depending on exa exactly where you are in, in, that, in that situation, your focus will be on different things. So you can also think of this uh, this canvas as a prioritization tool as well. So I will be putting this canvas or a link to it at least into the show notes. And John's going to be asking you to send me some information to chuck on the episode. Now, what you were saying then really reminded me of something which I think comes from lean enterprise maybe. And I know that Kareem Harbert writes about it in his book, The Six Enablers of Business Agility, about explore versus exploit. And I think that's. And are you familiar with this? Yeah, I, I think everything that uh, Cream does is awesome. Um, but yeah, I guess like yeah, yeah. Know a bit more about what you're saying there. Well, yeah, because some of like if you're exploring and you're looking to test new things and push the envelope a little bit, you're going to be very much in that visionary state. If it's just uh, exploitation of your product and just kind of rinse it and keep turning the handle, then that's about implementing and just keeping it going until you kind of have another good idea, or you just decide to let it dwindle and die. So I think it's an immensely useful little canvas, mate. I'm really looking forward to your talk, um, which I'm hoping I'm going to still be around to hear. If not, I will find a way to... Will it be recorded? I believe they are being recorded. So yeah, uh, if, you're, if you're off by then or wherever you may be, um, yeah, you can, you can look at the recording. Awesome. Well, Stuart, it's been brilliant to catch up with you and brilliant to learn a bit about your product disposition canvas. Uh, as I said, we will be putting links to all of the stuff that we've spoken about, as much of it as we can do, into the show notes for the episode. Uh, Stu, before we... Uh, wrap up before I turn off the recording is there anything you'd like to say no other than thank you very much I think uh, I think this is the uh, this is fresh today I think we've just had the keynote uh, so looking forward to the next two days um, and I'll be um, I, I guess I'll be talking in Agile 23 uh, and a few other places throughout the year so um, no doubt I'll be uh, I'll be carrying my product disposition canvas with me so uh, just please feel re feel free to reach out and I look forward to seeing you uh, over the over the coming year thank you very much my friend Thank you very much for listening to this episode. I absolutely adore going to these conferences and Lean Agile London 2023 is probably one of the best conferences I've been to in a long, long time, virtual or in person. So thank you to the organisers for letting me be there and be part of it. If you want to know more about Lean Agile London 2023, then head to their website, leanagile.london. That will also be in the show notes. Now, if there is a conference that you think I should go to and do more of these talks and tens, then by all means, get me on social media. There's a way to contact me in the show notes. 
let me know which one I should go to. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. I am Ben Maynard, and this is a Product Agility Podcast.